200. Oh, God. The New Zealand International Politics Podcast. We have the full hosting crew here tonight with uh, new co-host, Justine Sachs. Hello. Um, Bronco, Philip, and myself. We are live. Uh, We're not actually. That's not what live means. (laughs) We are live. We are alive. Oh yeah, alive. Alive in and the same space. Usually, we, we sort of record this like nice. Archer episodes where we're all in different booths at different times and places, and then they just sort of mush our, mush our bits up together. But now we're actually we not each other. mush our bits up together. Right? Oh. Yeah, I'm not interested. Oh, that's. Interested. <laughs> I don't want to be cancelled. Cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are we speaking about today? We have a very interesting show today. Uh, I mean, you know, every show is great. Uh, every show we do is interesting, but this one's particularly great because we have Justine here. We're going to be talking about some US stuff. We're going to, we're going to be talking about some New Zealand stuff. Phil's just on his phone. Uh, I'm going to call him out yeah. live, live on air. Okay, I've got to reply to some important emails. Okay, okay. Actually, and I think the, the very first thing we're going to talk about, actually, interestingly enough, you bring up cancellation. And in fact... Uh, it's back in, Carl. <laughs> it is back in. It is back in, and much to the delight of the National Party, which sees its climb back to the top of the polls in uh, rebelling against woke culture and, and, and cancel culture, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is the this is the strategy. The National was destroyed in the election, and they're like, "What do we do? Do we do we present anything that will actually help people? Do we do we have new ideas that actually maybe matter to people and that actually um, maybe will will." Uh, get around what Labour's doing, given that Labour's just sort of copying what the last national government did. No, no, they're going to do the anti-work thing. So this is, this is what we'll begin with, I think. So in response, we are going to cancel some people. <laughs> um, and I'll begin with my mum. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Justine's mum? She, she had a cup. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. absolutely. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I actually feel comfortable. That's with that. actually who, that's actually who Philip was was texting. He, right. was, <laughs> he was letting her know. I'm about to call you live on air. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very special. I don't think we've ever had a live on air cancellation on one of two hundred or on New Zealand uh, broadcasting of any kind. And that's why we are really innovative and we're really <laughs> this is this is the new <laughs> this is why you're going to give to the patreon of this yeah, we're a small this agile organization <laughs> well we've had this i mean one of the the major things in, in new zealand uh mainstream media around the whole cancel culture narrative is this decision i guess mm. to call cancellation um disagreeing with someone who has already got a massive platform yeah and so, like, just in, in the last week, we've had, like, a major talkback host cancelled because someone wouldn't show up on his show. Right. You know, and you're like, all right, mate. Yeah, which was uh, Mike Hosking uh, uh, was heartbroken because Justin Arden refused to now appear regularly on his uh, Yeah, and Peter Williams. And Peter Williams. That's right, Peter yeah. Williams. That's right, yeah. And Sean Plunkett obviously got fired oh, yeah. as well. And yeah. so did um, John, Banks. John Banks. Really is so we've had a mark. slew of cancellations of really esteemed figures. That's the interesting thing, right? Is that this this word is getting like deliberately kind of confabulated and conflated with just, you know, the regular workings of markets and just power asserting itself. And it's like it is interesting, I think, as someone who thinks that in general what people generally mean when they say cancel culture is a bad thing. I think that bullying is bad. I think that calling people out kind of to to create a kind of witch hunt, I suppose, or like mob, a satanic panic in the yeah. 80s, mob justice, I think all those uh, things that's both, um, Punitive culture, I think, is bad, all those things. Um, but 
I think that, when people mean that, when they say cancel culture, I think that's bad. But these new things is just, like, a, I think a deliberate, like... Conflation. Conflation of, yeah. of that with just the regular workings Try, of markets. It, it's like Simon Bridges tried to do the whole, uh, yeah. oh, if you criticize uh, uh, a gay conversion therapy, that's uh, that's anti-free speech and cancel culture. Yeah. Um, interestingly, actually, we are canceled all the time by the Prime Minister because she refuses to come to the show. Um, well, which we have tried to yeah. Just like a, come on the show. If you don't come on the show before the next episode, you're canceling us. Yeah. Um, Disgusting. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, as well, is that you know we're we are all incredibly online. So mm. may, maybe a lot of you listen to the cast are as well. A lot of um, you know left media analysis is online. But because the mainstream media are talking about cancellation in this very niche, like probably incorrect way. You know, you you have people using the terms woke or, or cancel culture, and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. But that, that's what the public understanding of it yeah. is becoming. There's been no interrogation of what it actually means. And, like, I think it's I think it's fine for it to be brought up as a new term to describe an old thing. If, if the phrase, you know, call-out culture or social mm. bullying or, you know, yeah. use of cultural power to, to punitively destroy an individual horizontally, if that's the way that it's being used, I don't think that's a problem. But if that's a consistent way that it's being used, it's okay. But it's when it, this yeah. new fucking use of it just mean whatever someone wants. It's very frustrating. Well, that's the thing. It, you know, and I think um, uh, there isn't a consistent idea of what these terms actually mean. And I mean, as someone who made a podcast about cancel culture, you know, it's interesting <laughs> to me because uh, critiquing myself, I mean, I stand by everything I said. But, um, <laughs> but what, I'm, what I'm realizing here is, you know, this idea that it's a contested concept is actually really important. Because we need to be able to distinguish between the right wing cynically sort of using kind of cultural stuff to have some kind of popular appeal. Because that's actually literally what it is. Like, I don't, like, let's just break it down. It's like, our, po- our policies are unpopular. We want the rich to get richer. We can weaponize the, cult- the culture, a culture war to kind of have some kind of popular facade. And that's what that is. But, um, when, you know, for, for leftists who might critique cancel culture or liberal identity politics, which we haven't really gotten into, but anyways, we can if we need, if we need be, that, um, yeah, what we're talking about is lateral kind of bullying and lateral violence, you know, mm. violence between people who actually exist in the same space where there's social relationships or comradeship and where we need to deal with conflict in a more less punitive and more holistic way. Yeah, and there's a, uh, yeah. There's, there's a reason that stuff. when kind of uh, establishment media uses the cancel culture word, the CC word, um, <laughs> CC. There's, there's a reason that what they mean is what the reactionary right mean by that, because yeah. it's extremely easy to understand, and what they mean is one individual I've heard of who's famous suffered a bad thing, Absolutely. and I want that to feel bad to the people who are mad at them. Yeah. Jacob yeah. Rowling is cancelled and still a multi-billionaire. What does that mean? So then what does that mean? So no, what exactly. is the like, social implication well, of that? But you right? know, we are, I think we also have to ask why it resonates with some people. Not I'm not talking about like the right wing who are clearly mm. cynical about it, but people who they're talking to. Because mm. clearly they're being told this is what's the thing you've got to talk about. Mm. And I think it is because to some extent there is an element of kind of feeding into that by... Uh, 
liberal, you know, liberals. And so we have to kind of acknowledge that there's the real, like, symbiotic relationship. And I think, you know, Angela Nagel talked about that in Killing All North. What is it? Killing All North. And she got kind of, like, cancelled. Ironic. <laughs> How ironic. And you know, the thing is, like, I look back on that, and, you know, it wasn't a perfect book, but this was, like, a kind of graduate student, a low-paid, precarious, like, academic mm. kind of worker, writing something kind of imperfect, but making an interesting point. And maybe she's got some weird views. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. Really Everyone has. Everyone does. I doesn't have perfect let's you know, if we had to list yeah. the strange views that I hold about aliens, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wow, Sorry. Justine, they well, come from I, I think it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Illegal aliens, yeah. Um, I, I think it's important to note that one most of the people that are, that are uh, hurt by by cancel culture, and by that I mean you know the ultra punitive attitude to people's speech and, and beliefs and behavior and that kind of thing. Most of those people are people who are working class. It's it's not famous comedians and, and Hollywood stars. Most of the time, those people are on their feet. Louis C.K. is still okay. He's, he's going to be fine. He's got a lot of money. He's uh, now back to touring. People have forgiven him. That's pretty much the case with every famous person. The people who get hurt are people like I think about, um, you know, during the Bernie Sanders campaign, several of his staffers were fired because people found some very uncivil tweets that they had sent justice, about various candidates. Justice for those tweets, they were really funny looks at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there, there you go. That's one example. You know, d- during the sort of the, the, the George Floyd thing where because politicians weren't actually doing anything that the demands of the movement were asking for, and instead all that energy was being channeled into this kind of pointless kind of policing of, of personal behavior and art, what you had was you had people being fired. One guy was fired because he did the, the OK sign at work, and someone said that he had been doing a, a racist sign. He got fired. There was a, there was a guy uh, who was fired because um, he, he was a social media manager for one brand. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. He wrote something that was uh, seen as offensive to the Chinese government. He was fired. Uh, there were a whole slew of things. Like that. So those are the people that are the most impacted. As you say, and the reason why this stuff resonates with people, and that's the thing, it really does. I mean, they... they because they don't have anything popular at the moment that they are actually putting forward, national, um, one of the things that, they, that they're that they going for is this cancer culture stuff. And that stuff does resonate with some people because people fundamentally don't like being told, hey, you can't enjoy this thing that you enjoy. This movie that you like, it's it's not good. It's bad. And, you sh- and you're bad for life. Yeah, that's the thing. Not even yeah. just like you can't yeah. enjoy it or you shouldn't yeah. like it. You're a bad You person. are a bad person. It's a link and, to an identity, right? That's yeah. why it's so meaningful. Yeah. Um, no one likes a scold. No <laughs> yes, one likes a right. scold. Yeah, yeah. No one likes Puritan. So stop doing it, okay? Stop it. We are fucking perfect. Sitting here being perfect, and you could just try to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, okay, uh, in uh, Ben Thomas's article about this, he wrote in the spin off. Oh, can we cancel? No, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um, like, like, I obviously disagree with most of the like substantive points that he made, but <laughs> the, Sorry, two, I the two like criticisms that he had for the idea of national focusing on uh, a war on wokeness strategy, <laughs> I think are true. And the first one is that uh, act will always be better than national at that because mm. they can always be more radical and more reactionary. So like, yeah. We're in a we're in a political structure where you're you're increasing the kind of volume of a narrative that you're not going to win, right? Mm. That's not a fucking like successful strategy. That is but a also, really good point. The second the second part of that is that 
once people start listening to you, they need to hear solutions. Mm. And you can't offer solutions to most of these problems. Most of these problems yeah, aren't solved by government. Yeah. Well, like even the even the ones that are real horizontal bullying yeah. problems, governments don't solve those problems. Those are solved by civil society institutions, kind yeah. of bonds the between team. people, <laughs> a level of like a level of uh, comradeship or you know, organizational strategy and solidarity between humans mm. where you can sort these organizational bullying problems out because these things shouldn't be fucking pushed down from on high, right? And I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as, as a really uh, clear recent example, um, there, was a, there was a white supremacist posting on 4chan saying that they were going to do a terrorism um, mm. and the GCSB, the government wasn't able to do anything about it. It was horizontal bullying of this guy. Mm. Uh, they actually got kind of found out um, and then shut down by the police. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, it's interesting to me because <laughs> that's a very good joke that I'm only just listening to. <laughs> thanks for bullying the, uh, <laughs> no, thanks for bullying the, the terrorists. Kia ora. <laughs> um, um, so, 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 the thing that I find interesting about National's pivot to like uh, talking about wokeness and cancel culture is it really is trying to take this, you know, British and American kind of format culture war that's going on mm. and transplant it into New Zealand. But here's the thing that's different about us: not anything substantive. Actually, mm. I mean, maybe substantive. Um, we have a proportional voting system, so you know, like you, you really have to remember that. Who was really galvanized by this kind of cultural stuff? Mm. It was, I mean, I, look, I could be completely wrong, so let's just mm. hear me out. Let's go for it. Um, a subsection of, of, you know, the working class, small business owners, kind of the base of the Republican Party, but particularly in the Midwest, right? If you look at, like, places like, I don't know, California or London, um, that's not really playing well there. But because of the way that the electoral system is weighted, this is given a, lo- a lot more weight. And mm. you don't have those minor parties that can do it better, that can take away from your... So so it's yeah. just like a totally different... I just don't know... I don't know how salient it's going to be. I mean, I, I'll be interested to see how it works out. I think that's really interesting that well, Act will always do it better. Yeah. What, one uh, one other place I think this is coming from is uh, there, there, was a, uh, there is a journalist. She's, she's still alive. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know <laughs> why I said there was... There is a journalist uh, called Grace uh, Panetta in um, in the US, and she was talking about she was writing a book, and she was interviewing Dan Crenshaw, who was this the, was uh, writing a book. Yeah, Dan Crenshaw, horrible, horrible man. Uh, you know, ran a like far right uh, Facebook group. Uh, he's a pirate, right? He is. He is a pirate. <laughs> he he's cosplaying as Big Boss from the uh, Metal Gear Solid games, uh, <laughs> like a very a very poor man. The pirate, yeah. the pirate of te- of gerrymandered Texas. Yeah, very very <laughs> embarrassing man. But what she said was that uh, because the Republican um, platform is is horribly toxic among young people, as, as most of the national party platformers here as well, um, to the extent of where they haven't sort of moved close to the center on. This is the one thing that does resonate with young people is the kind of like rejection of that kind of scolding attitude of you can't enjoy this, you can't watch this, you're bad if you say this. Because most young people who aren't politically engaged, people like us, people who are online, most young people... They do things like they, they play video games online and they, you know, mm. uh, say horrific things to each other uh, online. Mm. And uh, with a, I'm not saying that's good, but for those people, they they sort of see themselves, well, that's the one thing I care about. I don't care about anything else, but yeah. I don't like being told 
And, and so I think nationals kind of realize this and go, well, nothing else we have really appeals to these people, this, yeah. this crowd. So what if we just say, um, hey, we'll stop Dr. Seuss from being banned or whatever, although they haven't even yeah. said But I mean, that's the problem, right? Yeah, that's they... <laughs> the point you get to, is that you, you go through all the premises, and I think you're right, like, mm. that is an appealing proposition to the, you know, what we used to call, like, South Park conservatives, or before that, there was something else, like Howard Stern conservatives, right? Yeah, People yeah. who are, like, willing to violate, violate kind of social norms and be rude, and that's yeah, yeah. kind of your level of political engagement. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no level of solidarity there. All you're trying to do there is be, like, problematic, or edge lords is now, like, a thing that you can say. But once you get to that point, what do you propose? <laughs> like, once people start listening to you, mm. if, you're, if you're in, a like, a media environment that is any more interrogational than what you had in the U.S. listening to... Donald Trump, mm. then what do you propose? Like, what's your policy? See, this is where I, I guess I, I, I run against that, is I think that this particular subset of, of kind of cultural politics, or whatever you want to call it, does a really important job for nominally conservative neoliberal parties. Mm. And that is, it bridges a gap, a generational gap between what we're calling South Park conservatives, or, you know, the, the young yeah, gamers who are saying horrible things online. Yeah. Um, and the PC Gone Mad Brigade, like yes. the, the yeah, yeah. classic conservative there that... Who really believe that stuff. Who really believe that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and who don't... And keep in mind again that what we're seeing in the media is just like this kind of a lip service to it. Mm. Mo most people in the public don't dive down into it like we have here. Yeah. So what they are hearing is these people are worried about their way of life and how they fit into society just like I am. Mm. And I don't think that we've seen... A, a subset of, of this kind of narrative that can bridge that generational gap in quite the same way before. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's... I, I don't know if they know they're doing that, mm. but I think there's a risk of it that you know, people who are opposed to that narrative need to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, and because as soon as they do start offering something, yeah. uh, and, and we're talking about before the cast, there are a lot of things on, that Labour are leaving on the table that would appeal across mm. generations. As soon as those two things are lined up, They've got people's attention. Now, here is some policy around renting that is actually going to help you all. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah, that's it's a winner. It's a fear around Trump, right? Like, Trump was massively popular because he was a dilettante. Um, no, I don't know. That's a <laughs> um, But he's, he, you know, like, he was fucking kind of funny on some level. He was, like, willing to break social taboos. Yeah. He's... Stupid, funny thing. Sorry, I'm just remembering something. Good. Um, I won't... He was an, I mean, he's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. He's he always say, was. Oh, I miss Trump's tweets. Yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. intellectual entertainer. Like, there's yeah. a reason people like to listen yeah. to some yeah. people on our Um, and 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 some of the things he said were, was like awful, but it was like on some level, you know, you could understand why it would be appealing because it's transgressive and it's and it's it's like saying the worst thing that could ever possibly come to your mind. Mm. I mean, you can understand like no one does it like him, and that's why he enjoyed that. People love to tune in yeah. to see what outrageous thing he was going to say exactly. next. They, they, and that's why they missed the, the and, Twitter and the account. And the liberals as well. Oh, they're oh, totally. They like people love relationship. They miss him. They want to yeah. get angry. No, and I think the other thing to note about this is one of the reasons why it works uh, or can work is is when, as you sort of suggested, Carl, there's nothing else being mm. put on the table, right? So in this environment, Labour is basically governing like the key English government. Uh, there's not really much of a difference there in terms of economic policy. Mm. So uh, without really having that much of a choice between these two two major parties, what is the, the clear difference? It's the culture war stuff. We're sort of seeing that in the U.S. as well. Um, you know, I, I personally think uh, if, if they were smart, 
as you say, Kyle, they should probably uh, start to now outflank Labor. And, and there is a sign of them doing that. Obviously, uh, National came out and said, oh, we, no, we think if people are going to get paid to isolate, they should get paid an actual full wage rather than what Labor's giving them. So they're learning. They are learning, and, yeah. and they may, you know... It's dangerous. Yeah, Labor should keep that in mind. They can open doors but now. We were, we were, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing. I mean, you wouldn't think they could. What, what would they don't have hands? But, <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, I think this is interesting, because it also ties into something else we were saying before the cast. It's like, you know, New Zealand has been slow to the trends that have been happening elsewhere. Like, mm. the, these culture wars have been raging for so long in, like, the, well, not mm. so long, but a while in the UK and the US and parts of Europe. And in New Zealand, we've kind of felt weirdly trapped in, like, a strange kind of centrist 90s kind of uh, neoliberal triumphalism, techno, you know, like, solutionism. It's just a strange kind of place to be. Into when you look at the political developments elsewhere, but you can see the beginnings, the rumblings mm. of this the same trends we've seen elsewhere come to New Zealand. And it really begs the question, who's going to provide a left alternative, mm. a, a populist alternative? Because this shit isn't, we're not, we're not an exception. We're not an exception. Mm. Don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. We're just not an exception. We're not special. <laughs> I don't know everyone thinks we're so special. Yeah. And we're just not that special. We just, we literally, um, you know, happened to get off easy when some of the other crises that have happened, you know, there's been a lot. We've, we've had a functional government for them, yeah. Well, yeah. But I think that that's a really great segue into, I think, the other interesting thing that happens. As you say, New Zealand, we are stuck in this kind of uh, pre... Well, we're stuck in the same We're time. stuck in the end of history. Yeah, that's right. The, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. at the end of history. No, we haven't then, figured out that that's not the end. It feels <laughs> like... like yeah. It feels like things should have shifted, but somehow they haven't. And yet, uh, you look at the US, which a much more conservative country, uh, maybe not so much in terms of people's attitudes, but certainly in terms of the politics because of the influence of money. And yet, we just uh, are about to see a, a this massive uh, nearly $2 trillion relief bill being passed there uh, for all the horrible, horrible stuff that's going on there in terms of the actual pandemic response which has continued into the Biden presidency. The actual economic response there is, is amazing. I mean, it really, even even though it, it is incredibly limited compared to what it should have been, compared to New Zealand, I mean, it is a, in an, another galaxy almost, which is kind of fascinating. I mean, I you know, I think we all have, we're very critical of this thing from a U.S. perspective. But looking at it from a New Zealand perspective, you're kind of like, I, well, yeah, if only that, anything like yeah, that had happened actually, here. Actually, Bronco, I think you'll find that we're actually a smaller country, so we couldn't even do too much. <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was promised helicopter money, and I have not received that. And yeah. um, I was planning to do some helicopter everyone to? everyone gets a free helicopter i think yeah. that is the that was one of the biden yeah. promises yeah. but like literally that's why i see jacinda i just see her as like a woman um, i mean i see new zealand politics as outer space and time like it's honestly mm. hard to square with what's happening in the rest of the world you know yeah. because mm. if we're at the end of history they're at the end of the end of history. I, I, think, I think what's yeah. like really really frustrating to me is the original um kind of messaging around the COVID response was, was exactly build back better kind of yeah. stuff. Like, hey, this is a chance for transformational change. No, we just put us in a little stasis bubble. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Nothing is going to move except house prices. The stasis bubble is a great way to describe. Should we maybe outline very quickly what is actually in the COVID? Yeah, go really for cool? it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, from memory, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's aid for uh, states, state and municipal governments that um, they have to balance their budgets. So. They, they were in a very bad space financially. So that's that. There's money for vaccines, money for testing and tracing, all that stuff. But the really big, I guess, economic stimulus stuff is there's, there's the expanded unemployment insurance, which uh, I think was ultimately negotiated down. Classic Democratic Party. Uh, but nonetheless, it's in there. Uh, there was um, there's a ch- an expanded child tax credit. So now the poorest people in the United States, um, I think it's going to add something like uh Three, three or six thousand dollars potentially uh, to, to people's bank accounts if they have kids. Uh, you also have uh, the stimulus checks, of course. That again, very stupidly, in my opinion, and probably everyone else is here, was negotiated down against no one, against <laughs> themselves from two thousand. A clear promise that they won. Um, they they sent it on. <laughs> they sent it on. Pictures of yeah. checks with the number two thousand on there, but they negotiated down to fourteen hundred, and then I think something like twelve million less people, fewer people, I should say, are going to get That's the check. That's a smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's another smart move. And then like millions, or actually uh, billions, in terms of healthcare subsidies. So uh, uh, Americans are not going to get the public healthcare option um, that Biden promised them, but they will get <laughs> money to to give to health insurance companies. But what's interesting to me about this is it's it on the one hand, I'm like, this is such a uh, disappointment compared to what should have been in there. There should have been a fifteen dollar minimum wage. But then again at the same time I look at what's happening in New Zealand and I think, I mean that's 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 pretty bold yeah. stuff. And we I can't believe I'm saying yet. that we about the US we beat COVID, yeah. Right, right, that's right. Also, I think that is actually a <laughs> there are some interesting like there are also some interesting specific things in there that are just things that our government never would have even put on the table. Mm. So, like, payments that, I don't know, I think would be, probably be disingenuous to call them reparations, but payments to, like, black farmers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting thing that's been building mm. for yeah, years yeah, yeah, and yeah. years now that's been, like, a kind mm. of debt payment trap that black farmers have been put in, mm. in, you know, certain states, under certain conditions, blah, blah, blah. Maybe not as universal as you might like, but I think mm. pretty good. Uh, the biggest payment to indigenous people in... Think American history since the creation of the privilege. Right, right. Yeah, and like a couple of other like specific payments like P- that. Pension, funds. pension funds for unions. Yeah, that yeah. Wasn't a th- wasn't guaranteed, and now is guaranteed yeah. for I think thirty years. Yeah. Um, so just a few things like that. That obviously is just the creation of this bill is a lot more progressive in like a traditional American way. Doesn't mean it's socialist. Doesn't mean it's like changing any rules. It's not upsetting the apple cart. Mm. But it is much more like liberal left than Obama. Obama, yeah. You know what I think it is? um, Is that they've learned, semi-learned. I wouldn't say they've learned. That's a bit tall. Um, They've semi-learned the lesson of the Obama era and the the financial response to the Great Recession, which um, you know we have to like acknowledge completely fucked the Democrats. Uh, That's. Mm. That's, like, to me, the main reason, and to other people, I didn't come up with this argument. Um, <laughs> um, but if you want to read someone, Ryan Cooper has written a lot about it. That's That fucked the Democrats. And it's the reason, in a large part of why Trump won. It was fucking backlash, because the Democrats let fucking millions of Americans lose their homes and lose their jobs with fucking nothing, no support. And they have learned that lesson. Um, it's not because of any kind of... 
I think, you know, there has been backlash. Uh, Yeah, when I say learned, semi-learned. I don't think they've fully learned that lesson. And who knows, you know, maybe when the pandemic's over, they'll try to return to type. But they're definitely more aware that they need to do a little bit of Keynesianism, just a tiny little bit of Keynesianism. And that's very different to the Obama era. Um, I'm interested in Joe Biden's sort of um, union stuff as well, as a Mm. unionist. Um, I don't... I'm not going to give him credit where credit is not due. He's not done anything amazing. But, I mean, he um, made a statement sort of calling out uh, for employers to respect um, workers' rights to unionize. And that that was something that was intrinsic to um, labor law in the U.S. Um, and that was something that hadn't really happened Mm. For a sitting U.S. president to say something like that, I mean, and really, mm. uh, it was it was it wasn't an explicit endorsement of the union drive um, in Alabama at, at the Amazon warehouse, but it was an implicit sort of kind of endorsement mm. of it, and I think that was a really interesting thing as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I think we're all really, I think it'll be interesting to see how this develops because this isn't coming as a result of worker power. Okay, this isn't because the working class has really issued a challenge to capital. I think capital is in such a crisis that they're kind of needing to do a little, just to, just to like sharpen off the edges. <laughs> and, and, and you know as well that, you know, uh, organizations like the uh, International Monetary Fund, the IMF, mm. are saying we need mm. deficit spending. And the yeah. Yeah, those, those, Times. Yeah, those organizations are saying that. Yeah. And some of the big... Uh, yeah corporate firms that are, are pushing back against it. Oh. A, a friend of the show, Ed Miller, posted a, a, a great little screenshot from a recent IMF uh, report yeah. actually calling the New Zealand the New Zealand government to, to oh, start really? paying yeah, to start paying uh, people on welfare, you know, a, a decent well, amount yeah. to yeah. live on. No, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, the IMF is to our government's left, which is an astounding yeah, thing to say. It's yes. to yeah. New Zealand I government's mean, left, which I think is like a note I, of history. <laughs> it's flagging right now. The Crazy. IMF spent literally yeah, so those political structures are, are now moving that direction. Yeah. So, but major corporates is what I was saying, like um, maybe pharmaceutical company, agriculture, yeah. who still want to gather as much of uh, American yeah. industry as they can. Um, yeah. And are pushing politicians to the right, even though most of our major financial structures are saying, wait a second, folks, <laughs> this is a crisis. Yeah. But, but speaking of like pushing politicians to the right, 60% of... Republicans were in favor of the stimulus bill, right? Yeah, not and voters. Zero, zero Republicans voted for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's obviously still a disconnect there. There like is a disconnect. Most of Republicans voted. And a fifty dollar minimum wage. Is the, the party of the yeah. working class. It's popular, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to all of the quote unquote. The really? right populace. The right populace. This thing that definitely <laughs> exists that we should be afraid of. This is happening across yeah. the world, though, as well, right? Yeah. Where you have massive uh, majorities um, mm. of. Uh, voters who want incredibly progressive policies compared to what currently are on the table, mm. and political parties that are, are just refusing to take action on them. Yeah. And you just have to say, who's giving you money? And, and you know, in, in the United States, you can clearly see what those linkages are, but in New Zealand, group on it, yeah, yeah, like what the fuck? Exactly. And There's I mean, nothing here. Which yeah. of the which of the uh, <laughs> Democrats who voted against it will be punished though? That's like. That's the other side of the same coin, right? Because yeah. not all of the Democrats voted in favor, despite the, a massive, something like 90% of, of Democratic voters were in favor mm. of the stimulus bill, mm. and yet less than 90% of but that's, fucking... And, and that's an indication to me that this isn't actually responding to any kind of challenge from the working class. This is, whatever is happening now is capital. 
And I think that's really interesting in a bad way. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, because um, I, you know, how lasting it'll be, whether it's ephemeral, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you are someone who thinks, you know, capitalism is bad and we need to have uh, democracy in a more meaningful sense in our workplaces and in our lives, we still need a force or an organization to do that. And that's not going to ever happen. Even if capital sometimes yeah. at some points, at some historical junctures realizes it, it feels like there's a possibility. Yeah, there's a possibility that it's a consolidation. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> rather than any kind of uh, substantial shift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that uh, Varoufakis has uh, said is that in regards to the economic system that we currently see globally, is that he considers it more to be some kind of uh, tech feudalism yeah. um, mm. in regards to the way that political decisions, um, economic decisions are made. Mm. Um, and I'm, I, I've always kind of agreed with that, um, mm. just from like a, an analytical point of view, because you know it's not even necessarily capital making these decisions, it's the frameworks that capital created yeah. that are making those decisions. Um, and I mean, it's just the, being like, solutionized into like this fucking nightmare. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the 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 kind of optimistic, I guess, centre left take on the um, the stimulus package in the US is much like the optimistic centre left and left take that we had in New Zealand, if you remember, a year ago, when <laughs> Grant Robertson was doing yeah. the Red Robo, uh, you uh, know, print print money thing, right? I want to apologise for my optimistic take. <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually, you're the best example because you're a real leftist with yeah. good analysis, and you were yeah. still taken in by the same like yeah. moment of optimism. You want to, though, right? As an well, activist, you want to. You have to go. I remember it, and I remember thinking, if this is really what's going to happen, then I ha- then we have to be honest about what's happening, and we can't just react. And I, and I obviously was wrong, um, <laughs> but uh, we can't just react with fuck labor. I and mean, you know, I thought if they were going to do a real stimulus, then we need you know that's fucking good. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So like, here's a here's a quote that I took down from Eric Levitz, Levitz in uh, New York Magazine. The law could this law. So think back to how we felt after the first stimulus payment, first stimulus check payment by Labor in New Zealand. This law could plausibly mark a left realignment in American policymaking. If Biden and Co. continue to govern in this spirit, mm. that's almost word for word yeah. what Leftists were saying in New Zealand. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a big Copyright. if. Copyright. There, there is a big if. I think. I think you're correct, Justine. I mean, that's the uh, if, though, at right? the moment, there, there was business opposition to this. Uh, I think the Chamber of Commerce was like, oh, "This is too big, it's too expensive." But for the most part, I mean, I remember um, not only what IMF economists saying, "Forget about the deficit," but also people like Jamie Dimon were mm. saying, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs were saying. Yes, forget about the deficit, just spend big, because obviously they want to stimulate consumer demand. However, J.P. Diamond also said, the deficit is something that we can worry about later. And so this is where, even though I I do think, yeah, this, in in many ways, this does kind of signal a new era in U.S. politics, maybe even world politics. We'll see. But the one thing that makes me a little bit cautious about that is we don't know what's going to happen two years from now. What happens if, and, and there's a very high likelihood that re- Republicans take back both chambers of Congress, and then you have Joe Biden, who has literally spent his entire career cutting spending and trying to cut the major entitlement programs in the United States with the right. What happens when he is in that position? And what happens when now Wall Street goes, well, you know what? Okay, it's been two years. We did all that deficit stuff. Now it might be time for us to think about maybe cutting some things. And so I, that's why that that's part of the reason why I go, yes, this is good. I'm I'm happy with it. But if this is the last chance that they had to really pass something transformational, mm. 
beats everything that's happening in New Zealand, 100%. But yeah. there also could be some, some pretty dark stuff ahead. I think that that's correct. And I think that we have to remember that everyone's social is in a crisis. Mm. Okay? That's, um, that's just, you know, that's the way it is. And we can, I don't know if we can extrapolate what's going to happen once COVID, you know, knock on wood, um, has subsided. Uh, so I, I, I don't think, yeah, I think I would, I would caution against any kind of far reaching sort mm. of conclusions, um, about these things. And I think, I think the, um, the distinction that people are drawing between spending and not spending is the wrong one. I think that's part of the problem yeah. is that when we thought that labor was spending for the sake of, sake of spending, they weren't propping up the economy in a, in a meaningful kind of broad sense. They were propping up the markets as they currently yeah. exist. And we're now seeing that with their reluctance to spend on housing. Yeah. Or to say, undermine the dairy industry in any meaningful sense. Or any infrastructure. Any, any any meaningful spending that will undermine entrenched interests, right? And we'll see that same difference when it in the future in the US when it comes to the pharma or yeah. oil or you know, finance than, or tech industries. Yeah. Rather than think about it versus spending deficit, or you know, because actually yeah. that is that that I ju- I've just come to a realization that's a fucking distraction. Yeah. Think about it as redistribution. Yes. Is capital being redistributed? Mm-hmm from capital to workers. And that is not happening. What capital is saying at this point is like, right now you can blow your budget. Okay, let's get rid of, you know, like the whole thing of capitalist realism and the budget being this fucking shadow, you know, over us that we can't do anything. But, But nothing's being redistributed. Nothing is being redistributed. They're just... Everyone's a socialist in a crisis. It's Keynesianism. Keynesianism. This is what fucking Keynesianism is. Well, I mean, like, Keynesianism had a little bit of... I'm not... Sorry, I'm not bagging too much on Keynesianism. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I would even think about that, actually. Because, like, the budget... They're not thinking about the budget right now. They're thinking about propping up the market. Mm. Uh, we need to think about redistribution. Is this redistribution? Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that, like, looking at bottom lines is a distraction in a sense. Because where's the money going from where to where? To know, who? And Labour isn't even yeah. doing that. And even no, if they, that's the interesting yeah. thing, right? But even if they put money in the hands of, you know, like with the stimulus, they're giving people checks, um, they're not giving a $15 million no. wage. No, which, would be which, would be, which would also yeah. be, yeah, it would be permanent. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about is temporary. The, the yeah. health insurance subsidies, that's two years. Yeah. Uh, Most the, of it's one year, right? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the baby bonus or whatever, the, the, the child tax credit, that, that's a year long. Yeah, we're going to cut child yeah. poverty in half, but only for a year because... <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to send it back to... Yeah. Also, I, I, I want to fact check myself. I, I said Jeremy Diamond was Goldman Sachs. He's J.B. Morgan Chase. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I, I, as soon as I said wow. it, I was like, yeah, wait a minute. Right. I know. I'm a, I'm a fraud. I'm a, I'm yeah. a fraud. But... <laughs> Uh, the other thing that's happening in the United States, as you have this uh, uh, massive social spending going on that, as you say, is not actually challenged. It's not taxing the wealthy. Nothing is fundamentally changing, as Joe Biden promised to those very people. At the same time, you also have um, what looks like an escalating militarization that's sort of poised to meet any sort of popular unrest that let's say in two years' time, if there are massive cuts to social programs, that may you know send people going to um, the government uh, out of anger. And I think uh, the interesting thing about that for us here in, in Aotearoa is the fact that um, you know we ourselves uh, we've not thankfully responded to the the Christchurch uh, attack in the same way, the same militarized national security state way that, that the US has uh, to the capital riot. But um, there has been sort of talk about having, you know, the 
similar things happening. You know, mm -hmm. the, the police and, and other mm -hmm. parts of national security state can moving in to yeah, protect kids, for example. Right, and so, yes, and so we've had these stories recently where that, I think, are a very good cautionary tale of why we might not want to trust yeah. these instruments with sort of responsibly carrying out <laughs> this task. Um, you know, I don't know, do you guys, uh, one of you want to explain yeah. Which that one? issue? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's, okay, I'll do a quick kind of pressy. I think there's a few things. I think post- Christchurch. I think it was definitely a movement by the government to make the public more comfortable with the idea of armed police. Mm. Um, and I think, thank goodness, thanks to a bunch of uh, community community organisations, including Arms Down, including uh, Amnesty, a bunch of groups, I think put a lot of work into that and really deliberately and effectively undermined that. Thank goodness. They, they did really well at that. Um, but since then, I think the attacks on civil liberties have been much in the vein that they have been for the last 20 years, I, I want to say, um, in terms of surveillance, which is basically the battle that civil liberties has been fought on in New Zealand when it comes to the cops. I don't know, since I've been politically aware, I guess. <laughs> I mean, since Keith Mock has existed. Yeah, right. 100%. Since he was like an eight-year-old boy. And that's the battle that has been fought this whole time. The mm -hmm. SIS and the GCSB and, you know, to... Uh, Predictably lesser degree. Well, the private uh, detective agencies that choose to employ. Exactly. Mm. exactly. I mean, there are all of these organizations that are being deployed in undemocratic, inequitable ways against activists, obviously predominantly of the left and from mar marginal groups, marginal organizations, uh, marginal identities. And that's who suffers when these, mm. things, yeah. when these things get taken too mm. far. And just the most recent example has been this uh, revelation from RNZ that kids around the country are having their photos taken with no charges against them, no cause from the police, and they have an app and a yeah. database online that saves photos of quote-unquote suspicious situations, <laughs> which is nothing. I just want you to know that this happened to me. Brown this teenagers. So in this yeah. yeah, I'm in the database. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was actually doing something illegal. Okay. Uh, to be <laughs> fair. Well, this is possibly a bit <laughs> really, of a... really undermining our I mean, point I'm here. Sure, I'm not sure. I just think you are a child. I'm not sure how... No, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how illegal it was. You know, I remember... How illegal? I'm just saying. On the scale of secret well, just let me explain what I was doing, you guys. That was Were you downloading a car, Justin? Do you remember when I hung the tax the rich banner over the thing? You mean over the yes. highway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that illegal? What? I don't know. What? But anyway, so, so, the, so the police came, and instead of doing anything, they just like took pictures of us. I'm gonna say if that is illegal, yeah. it's definitely not one of the uh, illegal actions that I th feel like as a society we have to be worried about. Yeah, and I also think it's because you're an activist, not because you're a kid. I just yeah. want to say that they um, they cited health and safety at me. Well, <laughs> and, and let's be clear. I mean, one of the the, the stories that the RNZ talked about um, with this case was uh, just a, a couple of uh, Maori teenagers standing outside, I think, a lotto store, uh, just waiting for, I think, a relative to, to come out. And then the police just pull up and they accuse them of stealing money. These kids have no idea what they're talking about. They, they yell at them and then they take their photo. And then these kids are absolutely traumatized going back. So, I mean, you know... Uh, not even a banner. Not even a banner being hung here. It's just two kids standing no, outside but, of the but store. as the cops have said, though, just to be, just to be fair to them. Yeah, please. Um, they're not actually racial profiling. Right. They take photos of any kids. Right. Yeah, you don't have to be brown. Don't worry, kids. If you're, you could be kids of any color. I just want to say that that's not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Also, very, very clearly. 
probably not true that they're, they're no. not racial profiling. Oh, no, also, of course not. I, I mean, but also, it's not a good excuse. We're just taking yeah, it. It's just, yeah. it's just insane that they would yeah. come out with that as the justification. <laughs> um, Listen, we're taking we're taking photos of all kinds of innocent people. <laughs> no, 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 all kinds of children. This is, what's driving, this is what's driving me insane. Have you heard original like, sin? It's called my mate Jeffrey. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is what's driving me insane in the kind of civil liberties uh, arguments recently. Is that if if the only complaint and therefore the only defence is based around disproportionate use of whether it be force or surveillance mm. on marginal groups, then an acceptable defence can be that's not a disproportionate yeah. use of that yeah. thing. The reason it's a problem is that it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's as if so, it, I it, mean. You're not going to fucking talk to the KKK and go, look, you're mostly burning uh, crosses outside black people. That's not the problem. Well, it's also, it's like, it almost makes mass surveillance fine. It's like, well, no, no, everyone's being surveilled equally. So it's fine. Not almost. It 100% does. Yeah, exactly. That is the implication of what the defense force is That is insane. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about how I just want to talk about the Labour Party and because like because here's the thing right I'm interested in the Labour Party I mean obviously these these security apparatuses and this cracking down of activists happens regardless of who's in government but seriously for the past couple of of governments it's been the Labour Party that has actually done this I mean mm. so obviously um the race. Um, wait, 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 which way are we talking about? Because there have um, been multiple yeah, Labour yeah, Party yeah, raids. Multiple <laughs> Labour Party-based raids. The Uriwera raids. Did I yeah, say yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uriwera. Uriwera raids. Um, so obviously that famously in 2007, is yeah. that right? You know, just fucking bringing on the fucking militarised police on a bunch of kids and Māori people and just some anarchists who were hanging around. For what? I mean, God knows. They were like, oh, they were terrorists. I mean, Jesus Christ, do you know any anarchists? I can't fucking organise anything. Never mind. Like, <laughs> just to be rude, but like, Jesus. What the hell do you think they were doing? There's nothing, nothing important. <laughs> sorry. Hey, we've got anarchist oh, listeners. Sorry, anarchist listeners. Uh, sorry. Jesse actually, meant that. That is um, so rude of me because... Like, but we don't endorse it. That is so rude of me because I, there were many really good comrades who were ready to... I'm just saying... In my experience with anarchists, I haven't met many effects of that. Well, let, let's be clear as well. Like the the, the major um, like anarchist groups and a lot of uh, forums in social media sense are like anarcho capitalists. Yeah, and and they almost entirely uh, subscribe to what you're saying. Here. Yeah, so I'm just saying in my experience, I don't know the comrades, and honestly, <laughs> hell of res- no, no, hell of respect to you because you went through a lot. So fucking no disrespect at all, but the uh, notion, the notion that that was in any way justified or, um, you know, that um, the, the sort of, like, spectre of terrorism was just absurd, right? And um, and so so that was Labour, obviously under Helen Clark, and then uh, recently we had Calvin Davis um, <laughs> accuse people against prisons of inciting a riot, <laughs> um, but also Rawiri, sorry, of the Māori Party, um, of inciting a riot at... Um, in the House, where he couldn't be yeah. called out for defamation, under parliamentary yeah. Yeah. protection. And as soon as he was asked afterwards, he said, oh, no, I'll need to... Can we see that? Can we go back inside and yeah, I can answer that question? Can we, like, so, so Labour is more gung, you know, like, um, happy to fucking clamp down on activists and... 
um, fucking innocent people than, than national really innocent well, like, in, in the recent times. That's mm. all I'm saying. Well, no, no, no. Publicly. And you know what? You know what it is? Because Labour gets fucking pissed at getting any kind of pressure from Lit, so they turn to the security yeah. state to Well, fucking... I think that's an, that's an important point because I think a lot of times when people look at stuff like this, like whether it's police harassment or, or, or surveil, state surveillance of people, uh, all this kind of stuff. Uh, it it gets looked at through like moralizing terms, right? So it's like, oh, the po- the police are bad, or or the people at the SIS are bad, or the GCSB are bad, and the, so therefore they do bad things. But it's a lot more complicated than that, because I think a lot of these people, some of them definitely are, are bad and have bad attitudes and bad views. They've got bad attitude. Bad attitude, yeah. But I think a lot of them quite genuinely think they're doing their job and what their job is is they are trying to maintain stability and whatever happens to threaten that whether it's far-right terrorists or more likely at at this current moment uh, activists and protesters from the left whether environmentalists or you know racial justice whatever you know anti-police abuse whatever cause you can think of those people are going to cause some sort of instability, uh, some sort of unrest that has to be controlled, seen by the government and power as having to be controlled uh, and, and as being inconvenient to whatever their aims are, which is yeah. to just float along and not be criticized and not be pressured. <laughs> and just and collect, so, that, collect that check. Yeah, and yeah. so it, it's that, I think that's another important way to look at it is, I mean, no matter what, no matter who's in power, almost no matter who's in power, this is a kind of thing that activists are going to face and that's exactly the reason why i think we have to look at more structural reasons or structural solutions to to things like crime or extremism terrorism instead of just going well let's just give the police, police guns money, yeah yeah yeah, and uh, and power. yeah right. but you know what i think the other reason that uh labor are often the ones doing it publicly is because they're able to get away with it to a larger extent because mm. a, a large number of people who would Otherwise, the, get up and the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's almost politics. like a, it's like yeah, a yeah, Nixon yeah. goes to China moment, almost, right? Mm. There's a there's a degree to which Labour can get away with internal policing where National probably couldn't, and we, they try to keep that shit under wraps. But also, National's happier to ignore the left, and Labour, I think, feels personally victimized by the left. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Helen Clark was like famously she, one of the people who was like, no one big, to our left, just destroyed, like, destroyed. <laughs> she's so happy. She's so She's good God. Yeah, like Helen Clark specifically was like, I'm personally victimized yeah. by anyone who. By these haters of the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry to. Uh, to just uh, talk shit about her PTSD, but I guess we're just denying her personalizing oh. lived experience. Yes. <laughs> Through the, the travails lead. of being, being attacked. attacked well, I mean, you know, uh, well, no, actually, this is not a good, this is not a good example. <laughs> what about me? I've just assaulted some comrades who were like clamped down on by the police. Sorry, uh, it was just a joke. It was just one of I those. I think you know what? we're gonna get ca- we're gonna get cancelled from every possible direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. look, we all we all haha, the left all hates uh-huh. each other. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't. I just was making. Yeah, it's fine. Like, no, no, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think you know all all food for thought. But uh, I mean, okay, as, here's one yeah. more useful example. Yeah. So the other day there was an actual. Uh, white supremacist racist attack that mm. was pre- that was prevented not by the SIS not by the police but by some random activists connected to Paparoa mm. who passed on some information that they saw on, on 4chan, 4chan which is a public forum to the SIS via the police and then yeah. the SIS according to Andrew Little quote unquote helped 
You know what that means? Maybe forward in an email. Good job. $100 million a year well spent. And then the police contacted that. Got there within the space of a few hours, which mm. is great. I mean, that seems like the kind of reasonable use of a public service that you'd expect under those conditions. And probably prevented, we don't know yet, this is all very mm. like new information, but probably yeah. prevented a terrorist attack. Because I don't know much about it. Do we know how serious that was? Well, right. apparently there were weapons. Oh, okay. So we are not, we don't know yeah, for sure don't yet. Know for sure. But Doesn't sound great. I, could, I mean, I'm not yeah. willing to take anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. If somebody has, if somebody has weapons and is making threats, that's great. that's cause to we, at the very least yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> look exactly. into them. Yeah, yeah like that sure. seems like a, a sort of reasonable use of force yeah, 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 in that yeah. case, right? But it wasn't a state organization, and yeah. it wasn't the SIS that's no. being paid a hundred million dollars a year for this exact thing to mm. organize to organize yeah. that. It was a random individual. You know, an anti-racist, mm. anti-fascist, anti-fascist yeah. organizer who just happened to be online. But, what? Oh, and what? how hard can it be? No, just well, well, that's, well, that's what they said, though. They said we can't be fucking looking at four channel day. It's like, yeah. and yet unpaid community activists can keep an eye right. on the one yeah. place. Yeah. That's, 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 that's right yeah, wing, right. That right wing uh, terrorists well, congregate. Th- like, this is what's funny to me is, I mean, I reject the idea of mass surveillance completely. The idea that like that. That's the thing that we need as a society to prevent threats to to our safety. Um, but this is a case where there was a threat to safety, and you didn't need mass surveillance. It was a public forum. No, you don't have to do anything remotely. Like, like yeah, you know, you're not violating anyone's privacy. You are literally reading what is in the public domain and it's, going, "Oh, that sounds not great." It's not even <laughs> social media. Yeah, it's even more public than that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everybody who posts anything on 4chan is available to everybody who goes yeah. there. You don't need to follow that. You don't have to yeah. follow this person. All these people are no. Uh, I mean, and also it's, it's really a, wild. A pretty well-known play. Like not all of 4chan is is that. <laughs> Well known that they're right, well is, known for turn users. <laughs> but they, well, right, yeah, okay. if you know anything about it, you know, you know it's, it's well, sure. like a Mew user coming. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what that it's music. is. It's just a um, music. Uh, I'm clearly way too out of touch with, with popular culture, aside from this one thing. But like it's like <laughs> you you know that this thing is is known as it, it has people like this on it and it has people posting shit like this so you would think that this would be you know top of the list for public forums that we're gonna look at just to make sure just to make sure no one's saying anything that sounds kind of scary or threatening or dangerous you would think that you know if i was a police officer an SIS person i'd be like yeah I'll assign someone to just read that yeah. every day to make sure. I, I Apparently think it was, not. Uh, Rangi Kamada uh, said on Twitter, like, I just set up a bot to check this. <laughs> like, it took me, like, a, a few minutes. Right. I put the zero dollars. It drives me, like, actually yeah. wild that, that um, <laughs> they are definitely taking detailed notes on my Twitter account. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, uh, thanks yeah. for listening, SIS. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you. Well, actually, I mean, if... if I hope you've subscribed. Yeah. At least pay $1. Yeah. I was going to say, if the SIS is going to listen to us, please give us some Patreon money. Least, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Patreon money. Not to be, not to be paranoid. I just, I mean, we we'll, we kind of just assume as the as millennial leftists that yeah. we're being watched at some, to some point. And so... <laughs> by, our, by, our friends, by, by our friends and by loved our ones, friends, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, um, no. Stop it. Stop reading my tweets. Yeah. Well, um, I yeah, I, I, I think that that about sums up uh, this this past week. But uh, I, I, does anyone want to add anything before we, we finish up here? Uh, anyway, nothing, nothing's nothing been really grinding on his gears. I'm eating anyone up. 
in the last week. No. Just landlords. Just landlords. Yeah. Well, that is that is a subject that yeah. Well, <laughs> to, to not go another hour, uh, maybe we'll leave that one for Just another. Just me being personally victimized. Yeah. No, I, I, no, this this topic is not gonna like be over by the end of the week. Yeah. So you know, next week's castle, you know, yeah, we got we the bad one. Landlords. No, yeah. a few months from now, maybe next year we could do a housing podcast. What? No, I think we'll fix that. I think we'll fix that. It should be done pretty. It should be done pretty soon. I thought we were gonna do that next week. Really. <laughs> housing. Yeah. Uh, you know what, guys? I have a feeling this whole housing thing is going to blow over. It's going to blow over. Maybe a month or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just put some more money into banks <laughs> so they can lend money to investors, and, uh, and, and that'll probably sort itself out. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you know, you, you know the spiel. If, if you like what we're doing, share. Uh, like, subscribe, I guess. Uh, go on our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel now. Yeah. Uh, maybe give us some money. One or two hundred uh, dot NZ yeah. is where you can find all our stuff. Cool. Um, and if you listen to this on a podcast uh, app, sometimes they have a little Patreon link right there. Wow. So if you've enjoyed this, you can just tap that um, and it will help you to give us money. So you should support New Zealand theft media. Yeah. Because no one else is. <laughs> no one else is. And um, we need it. Yeah. And we will really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we will personally owe you guys a favor. <laughs> Oh, you a beer? <laughs> I'll buy you a beer if you sign up to make sure. That's a promise made and a promise that will be kept. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Relentless routines, the dying embers of your dreams. Is the lie aspirational? Will you die keeping your glass half full? The relentless routines. Dying embers of your dreams Is a lie aspirational Will you die keeping your glass half full? You don't hate your nation You hate nationalism You don't hate your nation You hate nationalism No, you don't hate Mondays Capitalism Oh, you don't hate Monday